Pagan antiquity instinctively understood the need to give thanks to the various gods and goddesses for the blessings of life, food, rain, health, prosperity, survival, the birth of children, and that of livestock. And very often, many pagan religions had feast days to celebrate thanks to the gods and the goddesses. The chosen people of Israel held regular harvest festivals to thank God for the bounty of the land. Almost every human culture and religion has a way of giving thanks. It is simply built into our DNA. When I lived with my Swedish grandparents, it was common after a meal to go up to my grandmother and say, Tak förmaten farmor which means thank you for the meal, grandmother. It can actually mean thanks for the food. If invited over to someone's house, the tradition was to go to the host or hostess, and every guest did this, a much more polite way of saying thank you for the food. And if you saw that host or hostess one, two, three, four, five weeks later, you would always say, The very word talk, thank you, is used obsessively in Sweden. Not so much in Norway, but definitely in Sweden. Why? At some instinctual level, we all know that life is precarious. Health is fleeting. Freedom is fragile. And there is just so much in our lives that is beyond our control. We know at some point or another, we need each other. That we may even need the help of a total stranger. I always find it amazing that out in the West, uh, Father Lowry, when he came out here, we were driving to the mission church in KC, and as we're coming on the little country road, people would wave at me, and I'd wave back, and Larry said, do you know those? No. But isn't that true? Why do we do that? We instinctively know that if something went wrong, I got your back. We instinctively understand this. This is simply part of living in Wyoming. Catholic and Orthodox Christians give thanks at every celebration of the Mass or the Divine Liturgy. The very word Eucharist, Eucharistia, means to give thanks. We are not worthy of the gift of life that comes to us from receiving Jesus' body and blood. We cannot earn the gift. It is simply freely and lovingly given by a scandalously generous God. During the American Revolution, the Continental Congress suggested a national day of Thanksgiving. And President Washington was the first to issue a proclamation for a day of Thanksgiving, citing this feast as, quote, a day of public thanksgiving and prayer Imagine a president saying that today, and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal favors of Almighty God and to beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions, to promote knowledge and practice of religion and virtue, and to grant unto all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows to be best. Close quote. Each state was 
pretty much left up to its own devices to enact the proclamation as it saw fit. It was President Lincoln who in 1863, while in the midst of a bloody civil war that impacted every American family in both the North and the South, called Americans to see beyond the carnage and beyond the mourning for so many lost ones, the many blessings God has given to the nation. At the end of his proclamation, Lincoln wrote, quote, and I do further recommend to my fellow citizens aforesaid, that on the occasion they do reverently humble themselves in the dust. Hear that? Humble ourselves in the dust. And from thence offer up penitent and fervent prayers and supplications to the great disposer of events for return of the inestimable blessings of peace, union, and harmony throughout the land, which it has pleased him to assign as a dwelling place for ourselves and our posterity throughout all generations." Close quote. Nowhere does Lincoln say, hey, stuff your faces with turkey gravy. And... He doesn't say that. He says, humble ourselves in the dust, give fervent prayers and penitent prayers to Almighty God to preserve the blessings of peace, union, and harmony. Now, while Thanksgiving Day is a secular holiday, it is undeniably rooted in the recognition of a religious truth. Our freedom comes from God, and it is him that we give thanks to. When man foolishly allows himself to forget this, he succeeds only in undermining his humanity and endangers the humanity of his fellow citizens. William Penn, founder of the colony of what came to be called Pennsylvania, warned, those who will not be governed by God will be ruled by tyrants. Now, what does that mean? God governs in the sense that he has absolute respect for human free will, calling all in accord with the dictates of their conscience, whatever their religion or non-religion, to exercise their free will in concert with his benevolent intentions for us. This is why freedom at times can be such a messy affair. We all have different ways of looking at it. Tyrants, however, rule, meaning there are some among us who have a deep distrust of freedom, a distrust of the individual to be self-disciplined, self-directing, and self-governing that there must be an absolute authority that is beyond question, that individual aspirations, desire for personal growth and the improvement of one's life and that of one's family must be regulated, controlled, and subservient to the needs of the state. For most of us, Thanksgiving Day focuses on gathering with family and friends and enjoying wonderful food, and that's a good thing. Consider, however, that our ability to travel great distances without first obtaining permission from some government authority, our ability to buy whatever we want from the supermarkets, to eat whatever we wish to eat, to openly discuss our political thoughts, all proceed from the reality that we are a free 
people. So let's take a moment to thank God for this gift, this gift of freedom, and resolve to remain vigilant to protect it from those who would deprive us of it, be they foreign adversaries or domestic ones. Let us ask for the grace to never forget that God alone, not man, not a king, not a parliament, not a congress, but God is the author of our freedom. And giving thanks to him, however grand the setting or humble, regardless of how many people are at our table or how few, is a simple but marvelous way of remembering this religious truth.